Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. Yes, sir. We're back. We're back. G-Man's got them flows that's replenishing. And grams of that dro, that's my medicine. I've never been afraid of other MCs because I diminish them. Mortal Kombat say to mine, nigga, because I finish it. I'm a creep so deep like a heartbeat, like a bench player. Man, you never want to start me. Not hardly do you ever scar me. Still, I smoke blunts like I was with Bob Marley. It's ungodly. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. H-Cubed up in this bitch. Yes, sir, we're back with another regular episode this week. As always, if you guys haven't checked out uh, last week's album reviews, please do us a favor and check those out. We got J Electronica, Written Testimony, is that what it's called? Yes, sir. Written Testimony and Busta Rhymes uh, Mass Extinction Event. No, Extinction Level yeah. Event. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, my man Trey is the cause for a reason, man. Put the respect on the name. Hey, look, man, to be fair, I was six years old when the album came out, and this is the first time I heard it. So I got a pass. You, on the other hand, you don't get a pass. <laughs> Everybody gets one. There you go. Hey, I used mine way too early. I'm going to say that. <laughs> Big facts, guys. We going to learn. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the fact. That's the fact. But yeah, like I said, check, uh, definitely check those out if you haven't already. And, and thank y'all for tuning in back to another episode. Yes, sir. And this week, we're going to bring you back to our roots and give you another regular episode here. Bring up a couple of the topics that have been floating around the, the hip hop world recently. Uh, you know, it ain't really too, too much floating around the world, period, because coronavirus is still floating around the world. But, um, yes. you know, things yes. do happen to pop off. And, you know, since a lot of niggas are at home with a lot of free times, a lot of nigga, a lot of nigga tree goes off on the Internet. It's funny because I, I was just, I've been hearing like a couple of interviews from a couple of different media sources. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have been bringing up the fact of not only coronavirus, but the whole, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and the police brutality, all that shit. That the mood is kind of weird to release certain kinds of music. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. And some people have, so like, like, <clears throat> some people have like a lot of it that has come out recently is kind of more of the thought provoking, like, you know socially conscious driven stuff and i think a lot of people i think they might be i think some artists even depending on who they are will probably catch a lot of slander or a lot of shit for putting out certain music right now that's like especially just something that you can bop to oh yeah yeah for sure um like even like i, I feel like you could argue that lil baby is, is probably one of the hardest the hottest artists out right now as far as just you know how many units he's moving the amount of songs he's got out uh-huh. and even him uh he, he released a, a like a socially you know constructive type of song um, a couple of weeks ago and then it's it's doing numbers so I feel like you you, you still can do your your art or whatever but I feel like you kind of have to adjust a little bit as an artist that's true because uh, what do you call it kind of a I mean it's not exactly hip-hop but Beyonce has done the same thing where she's put out a little bit of socially conscious stuff but then she puts out something that she knows is gonna make the asses shake so you know she gives you the the best of both worlds really for sure for sure and and I guess something that kind of proves that that we're not we're all still in a very I guess you know just crazy time in in general uh, because City Girls they just released the album and you know, City Girls, it's fucking yeah. summertime. <laughs> you would think that that shit would be moving numbers, dog. But apparently, I think they only did like 19,000. Really? And so it was, be- I could be wrong on the exact number, but it was definitely under 40,000. Especially with JT just yeah, coming and out just- and it being their first album together, you kind of ex- mm-hmm. would have expected yep. that the numbers would have been hella higher than that. 
but again, I feel like the tone and just the, the climate that we that we're living in right now, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard for people to, you know, even even I guess as a radio person to play those kind of songs because it's like it's a little insensitive if you want to look at it a certain way, but at the same time, you know, it's it's, it's art or whatever. So I mean, I, I don't know. I guess it depends on how you want to look at it. That's very true. Yeah, well, it, it is kind of subject, subjective on the DJ that's going to be playing the music and I guess the tone that they want to set. I mean, I do understand some people wanting nothing but like some more livelier music that they can, you know, kind of move away from the troubles that, that they've been thinking about all day and just kind of like vibe out, and relax and have a good time, you know, enjoy themselves. Right. Versus some people who do just like to be around in that vibe. Like if you're if you're in a social conscious mind frame, you kind of do listen to more J. Cole's, more Kendrick's, yeah. more, you know, like just maybe some r&b yeah some uh, get you some uh neo soul r&b a lot of that stuff kind of runs through and through together so um i I can kind of see it it just depends on the vibe of the person really yeah for sure for sure to each to each each his own but um i was talking about vibes this is to me random as fuck because freddie gibbs is a vicious ass (laughs) mc by the way we we're reviewing alfredo Coming very soon. All right. Coming very soon. Out there. Actually, I can't wait for that joint because the last couple of Freddie Jones have been bangers. Oh, yeah. Right, right. But this is a low-key dude. You never hear about anything. All you hear about is the music. All you hear about is the praise for the rhyme style, the beats that he, whoever he's working with at that point, the beats that they choose the, to, to put on the project. You hear nothing about nothing but positive stuff about Freddie Gibbs when he comes out. Then here comes DJ Academics, who used to be, and I say that very used to be a great source of everything when it came to hip hop culture, beefs, whatever was going on in the culture. You could go to academics. He had a video about it, like within a few hours or the next day, whatever, whatever. And it was it was always good to hear about new shit. But then mm-hmm. to say what Anthony Fantano said online, this nigga is now a clout chaser. Because he's basically put his whole yeah. brand behind six nine, which is nothing but a clout chase chase chasing movement. Yeah. So at yeah. this point, I don't really remember what started the fight, and honestly, I don't care because the whole thing is fucking stupid. But the fact that academics is even trying to come out spicy and talk yeah. big shit against anybody is hilarious to me. The fact that Freddie Gibbs shrugged that shit off like it was a goose shrugging water off his back and didn't give not a two fucks except to say he called him a fuck boy. He called him a fuck boy. That's what he called him. I I was dying. And then just for academics to unload and just say, I will bury you. I will do this. I will do that. First of all, what what did you say earlier? Wasn't it not even a couple years ago that he, this nigga was claiming he was pussy and yeah. wasn't trying to get in no fights? He was, an, and again, a self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed <laughs> pussy. So I, I just feel like, I don't know, dog. Like, those two things don't really go hand in hand. You know what I mean? Like, talking spicy and being a pussy don't really go hand in hand. At all. And I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I agree with you. You know, I've, I've, I've always been, uh, not always, but like, in the past, I, I was a real big uh, DJ Academics fan just because I feel like, he was in his own lane. He wasn't necessarily influenced by any major corporations. He was independent. And I feel like you kind of had to support that, you know, as a, as a fan of hip hop, just because it was a, a independent voice giving their, their opinion on shit. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like the more, the more DJ academics kind of, well, first with the whole complex move, him being on everyday struggle, him 
being now part of this, not only that, but also being part of uh, the whole six nine thing that you just mentioned. Um, I feel like one hundred percent, like any 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 doubt that anybody had about him, it, it, it just boosted it up ten times with the whole. Oh yeah. With the, you know, with the whole uh, Takashi Six Nine situation. Oh yeah, and especially now that like he's moved so far beyond actually talking about all hip hop, that basically he goes like months at a time without posting anything, and then as soon as there's some new Six Nine revelation, there's a video about it because he knows yeah. not only can he monetize off of that, but that's his homeboys, so he's trying to like help break the snitch stigma or whatever it is that they're really trying to do with this man. So, so not to interrupt you, but to go back to um. You, you, were, you were saying that you're not exactly sure as to what caused, I guess, the whole beef to start? Yeah. But pretty much during the interview, Freddie Gibbs was saying that um, that uh, Young Jeezy... I, I forgot exactly what the question was because I want to say Young Freddie Gibbs was signed to Young Jeezy at one point. And I think that's why they asked him a question okay. in an interview in regards to Jeezy. And in his answer... He said this, and if you look at it right, I, I think you'll agree that it wasn't in a petty or in a in a distant fashion. But pretty much, he said, "Man, not for nothing, but Young Jeezy's music right now is kind of irrelevant." And I feel like it's kind of true, man. Like, and, and nobody nobody's saying that he's not a legend. Nobody's saying that he didn't have his time when he was that nigga. But I feel like if you turn if you turn on the radio right now, I feel, or, or even if you go online or whatever, I feel like. You'll you'll find it'll be hard to find people who are like pressed about the new J, uh, Young Jeezy album, or whatever. You know when, what I mean? Like, when was the last Jeezy album? Do you remember? Like, when did it come out? I don't even remember. I want to say it was the joint that that had the um, the Jay Z song. Maybe no, I think he had one. The the joint the um, I forgot what it's called, but it, it, he had a really big single with Jay Z. Wasn't like, that like twenty sixteen though? Like twenty seventeen? It might have been. Now, now I could be wrong, but see that. That just kind of goes to show that I feel like we're not sure that there may have been an album between them, but the fact that we're not sure it kind of just proves Freddie Gibbs' point that you know he's not that relevant in today's musical world. Okay, I was just corrected that he does have a new album out right now, Jeezy. It's called 2020 Pyrex Vision, and but the seventh 2017 album was the one that we're talking about. So, oh, okay. but see, th- there you go. Like we didn't even know that this album came out. I didn't. No, you no know what I'm saying? So I, 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 and Jeezy was I a just, nice, was the type um, of artist where you knew like every time, every time this man had a new album come out, it was always highly anticipated, highly talked about. Everybody was trying to figure out what the hell happened. So now you know, I ain't heard really shit. I don't really remember the uh, 2017 one even being advertised. I remember coming across it, but I don't remember it being advertised. And again, the, the only song that I can honestly say that I remember, and then again, I'm sure if I listen to it, I'll, I'll probably find other songs that I like, but the only song that I really remember g- gaining any traction was the uh, the Jay-Z song. Uh, I forgot I forgot what song it was, but it was um, it was definitely a, a, a hit single I would hear all the time on the radio or on the internet. Mm-hmm. And but, that, but other than that, I, I can't really think of the last Jeezy song. And again, this is in no way us shitting on Jay-Z, uh, on Jeezy, Mm-mm. but... I just feel like, you know, at some point you kind of enter into OG status. And I feel like that's kind of where Jeezy's at. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, and again, all of that to say, I don't think Freddie Gibbs was dissing, right? And so what happened was academics went on, on Everyday Struggle and pretty much, you know, they were talking about that whole, you know, conversation, that whole interview. And academics was pretty much saying, yo, how are you going to say uh, a legend is irrelevant? 
he's way more relevant than you. And then that's kind of like what started the whole thing. Oh, and um, but I think after that, Freddie Gibbs, I don't know if you see it, but he, he tweeted, he was like, I'll give $5,000 to any any bad bitch to say that he slept with academics. <laughs> yeah, I saw that shit. That made academics blow the fuck up, dog. He lost his shit after that one. No, but here's here's the greatest part about it, right? So all this shit happened, went back and forth with Freddie Gibbs. I don't know if you also saw this, but he also called Christy Teigen uh, a bitch. Freddie? No, academics. Why? So apparently she's like, she like, he thinks that she subtweeted him or some shit. And she was like, uh, oh, oh, I remember. He was talking about albums that have flopped. And okay. one of the albums that came out that week was a John Legend album. And I think it sold like 20,000 records or some shit. Yeah. And I guess he was talking about it. So I guess he, he, he took advantage of that time to call Chrissy Teigen a bitch. He was like, yeah, like John, Le- uh, John Legend's bitch. I, I'm not gonna lie. I hate that bitch to be honest. And then he just went like on a full five minute rant about Chrissy Teigen. And because of that, he was suspended from everyday struggle for a week. And he's, he's, He's suspended from Twitch. (laughs) What the fuck was he saying? Shit. He was, oh, because he was like, and this is the funny part. Again, this nigga's talk is spicy. But the funny thing is, if you have to get belligerently drunk to act tough, you're not tough, bro. Nah, You're not tough at all. So he was, he was, I don't know if you've ever watched (laughs) Academics Twitch, but nine out of ten times, this nigga's like hurt, like just drunk, just talking shit, right? And... I don't, I don't, he was pretty much telling him, uh, her that she could suck a dick. And if John Legend feels a way about it, that he could suck a dick too. And I'm like, dog, you are not, that's not your avenue, bro. Wow. Who does he think he is, 50 Cent? Like, what the fuck, yo? Dog, all I'm saying is, I think he's gotten way too comfortable in this quarantine, <laughs> not having <laughs> to see anybody, not having to go to the complex offices to record yep. the show. No repercussions you know I mean? for much so, of anything. Exactly. So, um, I don't know, man. I feel like it's not going to be good for academics, man, because at one point you're going to have to go back outside, bro. Yeah, and when they actually start doing in-studio uh, interviews again for Complex, mm-hmm. it's going to be a little weird if you're out here talking spicy. If some, I mean, you're going you, you to get buck with somebody if they t- if they try and test you online? Like, I mean, what's going on? Like, or, or right. on TV? Like, I would love to see it. Like, I, especially, like, someone who is, like, Official, you know what I'm saying? Because I know Freddie. Oh yeah, no. Freddie not gonna swing on him first, but if if Ack was the was the get Buck, like Freddie would handle him. No, no, I think Freddie would fucking swing on him first, though. I really do think he would, and because I don't know, if, I don't know if he saw this, but he also brought in his kids. He talked about his kids. That's, see, Darren, that's where you always fuck up. And that's dog motherfuckers lose their life over that shit. Now I don't think it's gonna go there, but I do see. Academics getting slapped up uh, by Freddie Gibbs in the, in the near future. I'm just going to call that out right now. I'm kind of speaking it into existence. I kind of hope it happens. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I don't know. And, and again, this is this is somebody who was a DJ Academics fan. But I, I, I think I brought this up to you a couple times. How academics, to me, became everything he said he didn't want to become Basically. at the beginning of his career. Uh-huh. And now he's attached to the biggest clown in rap. He has no respect in his area. Nobody really respects DJ Academics now, unless you're like a 12-year-old white kid. And you know what I mean? I, I just feel like you can have all the success in the world, right? 
But if you're not comfortable in your own skin, which I know, dog, if you're in this field, you want to be accepted, you want to be respected by your peers. I feel like it's, it's natural. Yeah. And if that doesn't happen, then I feel like it's like that emptiness inside that like, yeah, you might be rich now, but like, still a bitch ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, what, yeah. what was that saying that they said in Batman? You live long enough, to, uh, you, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Oh, I don't yeah. remember what exactly what the first part is, but I mean, I feel like that second part pretty it, it, much die hero. there you go or live long enough to become the, or to see yourself become the villain yep. and that's pretty much what academic has done so you're right yeah. i used to forget how he used to be like i ain't trying to be with all these people i don't know these people i'm not trying to hang out with them blah blah blah, blah. yeah oh but you met one and then y'all became friends yeah so... yeah that's and and you you met the lamest nigga and that just goes to show that you're kind of a lame nigga yourself if you be, if the only person you became close with was a lame dude, yeah. And you'll really never hear about uh, academics like he don't talk about anybody else. Like he don't talk about like he has like friends that he just has over his house, and they be talking about random shit. Like oh well, my nigga blah 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 said blah blah blah. He only seems to like chill out with with six nine. So that's another weird ass fucking. And here's thing. another thing too. This nigga has most likely yeah I'm not saying it, but most likely has a hit on him. <laughs> and you're fucking chilling with the nigga. I, I'm sorry, dog, but I am not chilling with a, with somebody who got a hit on him, potentially. Nah, 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 I'm good. I'm good. We can, we can, we can, we can zoom. <laughs> we can zoom. We can FaceTime. We can do any of that. But after that, I'm gonna have to let you go, man. Basically. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and transition there. Speaking of letting people go, August Alcina oh, apparently was in a whole ass relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith. While she was in a whole ass relationship with Will Smith. And apparently Will Smith gave that nigga a pat on the back and said, go ahead, man, handle your business. And uh, I don't know if you heard this. Hmm. I don't know if you heard this. Mm-hmm. But both of them came out and denied it. Yeah, both of them came out and denied it. But there's been rumors about Jada and uh, Will being swingers for years. Or having an open marriage for years. Mm-hmm. And the fact that people said that for years, I mean, at least three years, I think it was, they said, like, you see August Alcina and Jada Pinkett just randomly in pictures always together looking like they was hugged up and bunned up when they really was. And I'm just like, well, what kind of fucking sense does that make? You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. But I mean, it's, yeah, no, I mean, and, um, I just, I don't know, man. Look, now I don't know if you also saw this, but, um, Jada Pinkett came out and says, you know how she has her little round table show? Yeah. Or Red Desk, or I'm Red Table Talk. It's called. Red Table Talk. Yeah. So she was like, "There's a lot of things that need to be discussed, so I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to bring myself to the table, or something like that." And that just made me feel right. That what if all of this was just publicity, to, to for her to announce some shit that she was already gonna do anyway. But see, I don't know if it's really publicity because first of all, there's too many pictures of them together in intimate ass like close contact. Like if I mean, like my boy here, my best friend, right? We, me and me and his wife are not going to be in fucking pictures intimately like they were. Like they was looking like they was damn near like piddle talking, taking Instagram pictures and shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like okay, that's okay, that okay. is some wild shit. Like he's in pictures with their kids. Like their kids and the mom are with him together in the picture. Will nowhere in sight. He probably won't take in a picture. So <laughs> the funniest thing, the funniest thing about this, right, is that I don't know if you heard this, but uh, apparently Jada met. August Halsina through fucking Jaden Smith, their son. I mean, yeah, because so they're that? closer in ages. Like, they're close in age or some shit like that. 
Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but could you imagine that? Like, your son introduced uh, your wife's lover to her. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like a funny or weird that's situation. That's ridiculous. And this man, August, was talking about. You know, I gave my all to her. You know, and the only and the thing is, is that I basically realized that I could not have her like the way that I wanted to have her because she's in this whole ass other relationship. So he had to let it go. Apparently, after after his, I think his sister passed away not too long ago. And he said he just realized that, like, he just couldn't do it anymore. Like, if he was going to, like, if he wanted, if he was going to be with somebody, he wanted to be with them and give them everything. It's like he gave her everything. And this man said that he could die happily knowing that he, you know, gave that love. He had that love that he always wanted, blah, blah, blah. But did you really have that love if you are basically just shacked up with someone else's wife and you know that that's never i mean like she may love you but it's never going to be on that level because she's married to this guy so yeah and, and I'm, I'm gonna just say this man it is seen that might be a little out of line but it seems like jada got the erica badu she just might because apparently tupac is rumored to to have 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 rode that ride so i'm saying i don't know i'm saying and also, I don't know if you've seen this, but somebody tweeted a picture. Now, again, this might not be a real picture, but if it is, it's kind of hilarious. Apparently, Willow Smith, uh, Will and, and Jada's daughter, uh-huh. apparently wrote a letter to Tupac saying, asking him to come back from the dead so that his mom and her could be happy. Wow. That's some, that's some off the wall shit. So what's going on with Will and Jada? That's that's the new shit. I, Where's the red table so, talk with Will and Jada discussing what's going on? It's coming, and I'm telling you, I really do feel like maybe this shit was real, right? Maybe this shit happened, but the whole August Alcina coming out about it and the whole them denying it, I feel like all of that is on purpose. It's just really good stra- uh, strategic marketing, in my opinion, because maybe they were like, oh, you know, we should talk about this, but you know what? Let's make a whole lot of money on this shit, too. So I, I really do feel like that's what it is. Now, granted, I do feel like it really happened, but I just feel like at the end of the day, this is kind of like a. I feel I like, know. but I don't know because I don't think it is because Will and Jada, before they were together, before they were together, and after they were together, have never been the type to do anything for publicity. They've actually been extremely quiet, private people. While they've been two of the biggest that's stars true. in the world. They still manage to very much have a low key life, so I don't really see them in their age now. Even though Will is like more on Instagram and you know putting himself out there, I don't see why they would use this as a as a marketing tactic. It just it does not seem anything like that. And if they did, I feel like they have the money, the clout, the power to have shut August Alcina the fuck up so that he couldn't have fucked it up. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't know if you also heard that. I think it was what was um the girl who was on. On, on Martin, the actual actress's name uh, is it Tisha, uh, Tisha, Tisha, Campbell? Tisha Campbell? Yeah, yeah. So she came out, and I guess the whole little swinger thing that you you brought up earlier between Will and Jada. Yeah. Apparently, it was with Tisha Campbell and her husband. And apparently, I don't know if you've heard about this, but Will Smith apparently had was with her husband, like sexually. I've heard things about Will Smith before, but I've. I've not heard about him and Dwayne Campbell getting in together. That's that's check that out. Check mm. that out. I'm saying I, I I seen some shit, and I can't remember exactly what I saw, but I definitely seen some shit they over about here that shit. Stupid. Being- I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm 
My man is over here talking about what, what, and the butt, what, what. His wife is dying. <laughs> and I, I can hear him out over the earphones, and I just look over, and she's just cracking up. And I just, I'm sorry, I couldn't keep my shit together. <laughs> oh, is, that, is that South Park? Huh? Yeah, that's that South Park. Yeah, that's definitely South Park. I said, well, what? I'm not even going to say Oh, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But, yeah, man, Will Smith is a wild motherfucker. I just think, right, I really do think that he loved the shit out of Jada. And she came up to him on some shit like, look, dog, this is only going to work under my terms. You're either going to like it or you're not. And I feel like Will thought he could handle that. And then he realized he couldn't. And I feel like that's why he's out here. Well, you know, well, Will has apparently been cited around with multiple women. And for a while, apparently there was one... um model i guess maybe i guess maybe she's an actress i don't really remember but that he was supposedly like shacking up with that was like the rumor of all of the thing but i mean Mm -hmm. you're rich you're powerful you have the ability to do whatever the fuck you want and no one's really going to question you about it especially in hollywood so they probably are swingers and it's just now coming out and i mean we already know that their son is sexually fluid and their daughter more than likely will be as well so that's just kind of like they just kind of seem to have that vibe. They just they don't care. They just do whatever makes them happy or makes them comfortable or whatever you want to call it. So, yo, I'm telling you, dog, in like 10 years or maybe 20, there's going to be a documentary on his whole family and, and just like the the crazy history. Because I'm sure there's a lot that we don't know. I'm sure there's oh, a lot. I know, because like I said, they've been very private for years. So. I'm yeah. sure there's a hell of a lot we don't know. Like Red Table Talk and Will Smith's Instagram, that ain't that ain't even scratched the surface. Both of them, and they and they all and they post all the time. That's the funny thing, and, and that's not even scratching like you said, scratching mm-hmm. the surface. Nope, nope. I mean, shit. What's his name? They let the son, Jaden. I think he moved out of the parents' house at like 16. I mean, granted, you rich, but nigga, you still 16. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I feel the- like. Me having lived through 16, I feel like I would never trust my kid to live alone, especially while he's rich. You know what I mean? Nigga, I could cook, clean, and maintain a full house at age 16, and I still wouldn't have trusted myself to live by myself. Are you Hell saying? Nah. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. That shit is wild. Oh, man. Talking about cleaning house, because I think this is what's about to happen. Uh, Transition. Last week, or maybe it was the week before, maybe I think about two weeks ago. When there was all the, it was really the the beginning of the, like, I don't want to say the beginning of the hype, but maybe like really the, like the peak of everything, black lives and where black people really trying to like, you know, not take over, but like really saying, okay, we're not a standing for this in this arena. We're not standing for this in this arena, blah, 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 blah. Gucci man decided to go ham at his record label, Atlantic Records, calling them slave owners and slave drivers and that, you know. This all, just talking left and right out of his mouth and was like, watch out for my new album, blah, blah, blah. Uh, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hashtag Black Executives Matter. All this, all this shit, right? So, you know, move two weeks ago, two weeks from now, and Gucci Man recently releases a tweet talking about his new album that's about to come on. And then Smooth walks his way into an apology, apologizing to Atlantic Records, talking about how wrong he was for what he said, and basically being like, let's go ahead, get this money, you know, album name 2020, whatever it's called. I can't remember what it's called. But Gucci walked that back real quick, and he did it in, I think he did it in less tweets than it took him to originally put them on blast, supposedly. (laughs) 
Hey, look, man. When 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 they signing your checks, dog. What can you fucking say? You know, at the end of the day, money. I'm sure that Gucci didn't mean that apology. I'm sure that shit wasn't sincere. But when these niggas is signing your checks, dog. When these niggas is the one. Uh, look, I don't blame Gucci. You know, I, I know he probably has that 08 Gucci still in him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure you know funny thing is he show, he shows it every now and then. I don't know if you've noticed that. Where like 99% of the time Gucci will be, you know, reformed Gucci, I guess if you want to call it that. <clears throat> and like that one percent, dog, he's just liable to just buy out. I mean it's like a drug addict. Every now and then you might have a little slip up or you might have a little thought, a little a little wicked thought, and then you just kinda rein yourself back in, just kinda pull it back in. Gucci does that with mm-hmm. the ratchetness. Every now and then a little bit of ratchetness just pops the fuck out. And you just gotta twist that container top down a little harder to keep it back in. Push it down, uh-huh. give it a little twist, you know what I'm saying? Every now and then it happens nah, to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> Hey, especially like if you had like some kind of corporate job or like an office job mm. and you're over here trying to like, not, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let me tell you about the shade that can be in a corporate email. <laughs> oh, oh. If you ever get if you ever get an email that says the first words are, as I stated in my last email. <laughs> that means, nigga, did you not read what the fuck I said? <laughs> And hey, especially if they CC like everybody else in the company, you know what I'm talking about? Yo, whatever. If I see that in the email, I'm done automatically. I'm laughing for five <laughs> minutes while I'm reading the email. I don't care what the email is about. This is or what was it? You just say per my last. Yeah, or previously noted. <laughs> that was previously noted in my last email. <laughs> hey. Hey, but you know what the perfect response to that is? Huh. Nothing over email. You just see them face to face. That's true. Because, and you don't even have to approach them on some like tough guy shit. You just gotta be like, yo, man. So, I, I mean, what, what were you asking me in the email? I couldn't really understand it through all the passive aggressiveness. <laughs> <laughs> I would say some shit like that. Because I was like, I mean, I saw the shade you was trying to throw, but I'm not here for that. I just need the information. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just yeah, going to yeah, come I mean, to you and ask. <laughs> Hey, hold on. Hey, you know, I know that fireworks, police sirens all the time, you know. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Speaking of fireworks, they actually, they, they left a thing on my door today. Because, you know, fireworks are legal in the city. But, um, but they're like, well, you can't have the ones that fly into the air and actually explode like it's actually 4th of July. So they were telling us, like, what we could and what we couldn't do and to be safe and stuff like that. I was like, y'all are only doing that because the fireworks have been going off for, like, the last two and a half, three weeks in this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> come on. It's getting ridiculous. Hey, uh, I know you've seen, the like, videos on Instagram. When niggas is doing like ridiculous shit with the like where the big fireworks, they're doing like the wrestling entrances and shit. Like, oh yeah, like, no, <laughs> those are funny though. Like yeah. you see a whole bunch of red sparks fly up into the air and the man hits the ground twice and pops up. Yeah. I was like, y'all yeah. are foolish, but y'all need something to do. It's Corona Bro. season. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm not even mad at you. <laughs> not even mad. Oh, so question for you, sir. Did yes, you sir. did you watch? The Jada Kiss versus Fabulous Jones, bro. I'm gonna let me just say this: this was a family event, and by that I mean my brother and myself. My, now, for those of y'all that don't know, my brother is roughly about eight years older than me. Yeah. So we got together, 
And this was like a family bonding thing because, for one, we're both really big Locks fans. And, we you know, obviously we like Fab too. But, you know, this is an era that he, as long as you, you know, yourself grew up in. Mm-hmm. And me being his younger brother, I kind of was also along for the ride to a certain degree. So I feel like it was – um. I've always been, like I said, I've always been real big into the whole locks, Jada Kiss, Style, Chic. And I don't know. I just thought that this was going to be an interesting battle for a lot of reasons. And I'm glad that they did it how they did it. Because uh-huh. I don't know if you remember me telling you how initially I thought, okay, to me, Kiss got the bars. Nothing against Fab, but Kiss got the bars. Uh-huh. But I just think that Fab got, like, the hits. You know what I mean? I was kind of thinking, like, how is this going to be fair? But I think what they did was fair, which mm-hmm. is the whole 10 straight verses mm-hmm. and then 10 like, biggest hits. I feel like that was very fair. It really was. Because it also brought back a lot of memories of a lot of songs that I forgot about. Cause there name, was, me, name me a lot of the freestyles. Yes. Of, like the freestyles. Mm-hmm. That it was like they've been just lost to the annals of time because they're not yep. on albums. Like You just have to like tr- pray that you can find them somewhere on YouTube. You gotta, hey, you gotta pray that you find your old clue tapes. Yeah, for real. Damn, damn, that was a lot of tapes back in the day too. Shit. Oh, hey, you know, you know what's funny, right? So my brother, my brother told me that, like, obviously, since this was before the internet was out and shit, that like the only way you would find out about like clue tapes is if like your man had it, and then like your man might let you borrow the joint, or you might go to like the store or some shit. But it wasn't just like anybody had access to like you know clue tapes. Not, <clears throat> not at all. Um, I'm still trying to remember how we used to find out about them. I think they might have, they might have talked about them when they got, when they got, uh, came out, like on the radio. Uh, the DJs mm-hmm. may have mentioned it, but they didn't really play too many DJ Clue Jones, like unless it was like the real, real hot Jones. Um, and yeah. then, and then that would be the only reason that you knew because the new DJ Clue song came out with whoever was on it and it was on the radio. Right, right. But, um, but I mean, honestly, you couldn't even get them things here in DC. I'm pretty sure you could only get them in New York. And then, of course, right, you no, know, niggas was copying was, them and sending them everywhere. Of course, of course. And, and then, you know, you make a copy of one and your man has the other one mm-hmm. and it just goes from there. So. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, um, I, I, I just want to say thank you, Jada Kiss, for giving us two and a half hours of straight entertainment with his drunk ass. <laughs> Yo, I love Drunk Kiss. Drunk Kiss seems like the nigga I want to meet. I want to meet Kiss, period, <laughs> but I want to get drunk with Kiss because Kiss looks like he yeah. has the time of his life when he is drunk. He hey, doesn't seem like an know, angry drunk. All I was thinking, right, I was like, yo, this nigga keeps drinking every round. This is not good. <laughs> and the funny thing, all I was thinking was, uh, I pray that this nigga don't say like he doesn't think he's back in 1999. He can say some outlandish shit that you totally cannot say now. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, he controlled himself. A couple, a couple f words and a couple mm-hmm. every other words. Use your imagination. Yep. But but as a Locks fan, these are all words that these niggas used to continuously use. In uh, <laughs> like Jeez, Fab used to use them too. Not even gonna lie, Fab had them. No, yeah, no. Dog, it was all almost all rap, all especially New York rappers. I feel like that, like that word particularly, is very common in New York. I feel. I feel like, like it was just I one remember, of the worst things that you could call somebody at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, no, that, that, that's. I think that's kind of what it comes down to. It's kind of like a very disrespectful, like, "Yo, you, you're this," or like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, like to the point, right, where <laughs> fucking Styles had a song called "Kill That F Word," uh-huh. <laughs> and, and I don't know, dog, like. It's just funny how, like, at one point in time, this was straight. It was no problem with it. But 
but but but all, I I say all that to say though that I was just praying that Jada Kiss didn't forget that we're in 2020 and just start saying some mad problematic shit. Cause he was drunk. <laughs> No, uh, was- honestly, Jada Kiss has has been pretty good about being like progressive and and change and shit like that. If if he might be one of the only few rappers that has for real, but now nah, this this battle was dope as fuck. Like I said, I they kept it street to begin with, and then they moved into the radio hits and the and the bigger well known songs. And I was lunching because they did Victory and they did Jada's verse. And then they cut it off right before Biggie started speaking. And Jada was like, nah, let it play. And Fab was like, nah, nah, you ain't using big. You ain't using big, nigga. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. He's like, no features, dog. No features. And honestly, and I'll then, tell you the truth. I didn't and, know. And, I didn't realize that Fab was that much taller than Jadakiss. At saw, the same time, I feel like I, I always thought Jadakiss was relatively short. And, and I guess Fab, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if he's super tall, but. He did look super tall standing next to fucking uh, Jada Kiss. He sure did. But um, what the fuck was I gonna say? Um, yeah, I forgot what I was gonna say. But yeah, nah, the joint, the joint was dope as shit, dog. I, I really do feel like they played a lot of their best shit. There mm-hmm. was, you know, even me being a big Jada Kiss fan or just Locks fan in general, there was a lot of songs that obviously you know, I, I didn't hear back then that I heard during this joint. And my brother, you know, him being a lot older, he he knew all these songs, so I was able to, you know. Like he recognized a lot of them. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I, I just feel like it was really it was really tough. I like that they did it, kind of how like the Beanie Man and um, and uh, I think more of them uh, Beanie Man and um 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 fuck. Um, I'm kind of thinking of the name right now. Was it Bounty? No, it wasn't Bounty Killer. Yeah, Bounty. Yeah, yeah Bounty. it was Bounty. Yeah. yeah. When they did theirs, I do like it if they're together in the same spot. Now because yeah. of coronavirus mm-hmm. and everybody being paranoid, I would understand. If more people, you know, did it like, like, you know, us here where it's two different, two different spots, but you can still hear everything. As long as your shit yeah. is clear, make sure your internet's connection is good. You paid your bills, all that other shit. But, yeah. um, but you know, like, I think if people can do it together more often, it'd be better received. And honestly, I think it'd just be more fun because you get to see them bounce off of each other in a more realistic environment. <laughs> Cause as much as Teddy mm-hmm. Riley and, and Babyface went back and forth with their banter during their jump, like, and Nelly and, and Ludacris did on theirs. I just feel like it was it was way better when when Beanie and Bounty did it and when when they did it here to this time because they were all together in the same spot and I of course I heard that they were actually safe about it everybody was tested beforehand everybody right, right. had their temperature checked and all that other shit people were spaced the fuck out like I think mm-hmm. it was I think it was just like them and the DJs right there in the initial space you knew you yeah. could tell other people were there but you have no idea how how close they were cuz they were that far out of the fucking shot so even even the shot was kind of from far, you know what I mean? Like yeah. The shot was kind of uh, it was kind of like a wide angle type of joint almost. Exactly. Uh, and but yeah, I, I agree. Um, like again, it, as long as everybody's um safe and shit, I feel like this is how these things. And I, I also heard somebody else say that this kind of proved that these kind of things can continue after quarantine. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there, there's a market for it, you know. Um, I, I feel like. A lot of it is based on nostalgia in, in, in a way, you know what I mean? But I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like, you know, we, we could pretty much do this till we run out of artists. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a whole rack of people that I wouldn't mind seeing do something like yeah, that. Yeah, and you can go across different genres of music, have other people mm-hmm. do it against other people. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. like, the, the, for this, it's it's really endless, the amount of stuff that you can do for the verses. I'm going to just say this. I want to speak this into the universe as a Latino. The next verses, you heard it here first, has to be, it has to be, Don Omar 
versus Daddy Yankee. I'm just saying, dog. For all my Latino listeners, y'all know the deal, bro. Don Omar and Daddy Yankee was beefing back in the day, and it was the two top reggaetoneros, in my opinion. And I don't know. I would love to see something like that. As long as they're not beefing now, let everything still be positive. Because everybody everybody wants wants Ja Rule and 50 Cent to do it, and you know that ain't going to be nothing but problems. Dog, even if it's through Zoom, like I feel like 50 will find a way to, to do some petty shit. Oh, yeah. 50 will like call the day of and like have this nigga's shit con- disconnected or some shit like that. Put up his power or some shit. Right. And, and, and frame it like he uh like he couldn't pay his lecture bills or some shit. Exactly. Or like he was just scared. Like, oh, this nigga pussy, he ain't trying to do nothing yeah. against me. Like, no, nigga, you cut my power off. <laughs> and you know what? Because 50 Cent is so petty, we have to, we're, we're, we're all going to believe him. Exactly. Exactly. You know, oh, you know what else I thought was really dope about this uh, Fab versus Jada John? Not only did they have twenty tracks and they were all bangers all the way through, but then they had probably like another good like seven or eight tracks each that the DJs just played songs of theirs after after the whole thing was done. So it was like a whole outro of of just a combination of their music, and it was it was like, damn, they still had shit that they could have gone and done a battle with. Like these battles need to be done with motherfuckers who actually have hits, actually have. they have discographies they got songs that they can do like they got remixes that they've been on because i feel like there's too many people that they're trying to call up now who wouldn't be able to fill a versus battle with not even they don't even have 15 hits to do a versus battle i got her friends yeah, Montana yo. talk about he want to do a versus battle who are you doing a versus battle with every song you do is with somebody else no yeah for sure and and i, I feel like this kind of proved not just with jay no you know what this proved it blew my mind i didn't realize how many hits a uh, Fab has throughout the years? Oh yeah, and it, it, it's almost, it's almost it's almost the same formula. And I want to say it started with um uh into you, so into you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, no, he, and he got. He, a, you see, he was in that that women's lane because he had like three or four consecutive hits with Lil Mo. So any any time he had an R and B singer on the track, you knew it was gonna be fire. Like there was no no missing that. Hey, nah, but I will say this. I'm glad he kind of uh, explained the whole reasoning for him having, um, not having the original singer of that song. I can't think of either one of her names right now. Well, the original singer of the song is Tamia. And then the person yeah, who's, the person who sang the album version was Ashanti. But when they did the music video, they yeah, redid yeah. it so that Tamia could be in the video. So there's a version of it with Tamia and there's a version of it with Ashanti. Apparently, Tamia was sick or some shit, and I guess couldn't. Uh, yeah, apparently, well, uh, Fab claimed that she had just gotten over throat surgery, so they had to push everything yeah. back. Apparently, Tamia said she's never had throat surgery ever, so I don't know. Maybe, hey, maybe there was some kind of financial dispute or situation or something like that. That's what I'm thinking um, about, but I mean, I don't, I don't see why Tamia would come out and lie like about having throat surgery. Like she never seemed the type. I mean, she's all again. She's always been one low key. You never see her in the news. I, I mean, if she had, if she had even had throat surgery, nigga, I never knew about it. And Tamia was an extremely popular singer in the '90s and the early 2000s. So it would have been big news if she had had to have throat surgery. I just, I just want to say this. I think Tamia sounds better on it than. Uh, That's because it's yeah. Tamia's song to begin with. Like the original version of that song is her song. <laughs> I know, but you can always say, "Okay, yeah, she might have originally wrote it." But True. So, I don't know. But I, to me, is a much I, better singer. I, I, I than know, you, you, 
Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's very, very fair to say. That's just facts. Hey, but hey, but shout to Ashanti, bro. I'm not even gonna say why. No, Ashanti got why. vocals, and to tell you the truth, I used to hate on Ashanti like shit back in the day when she first came out, but I learned to appreciate her voice and come to find out that she actually can blow. She's just not a powerhouse singer like a Beyonce or some or, or Jennifer Hudson. She don't have that power, but when she stays within her range, she can do some pretty cool things. And I feel like, I mean, I don't know, I feel like you're probably somebody who can answer this better, but don't you feel like that's kind of like what artists should aim for is, is staying within their, you know, their range, especially when it comes to singing especially they should and and honestly that was one thing that i want to say the 90s did extremely well is that even in a group setting and i know you can attest to this whether it's um swv with the way that they vocalize like destiny's child probably better than destiny's child uh in vogue also vocalist to the to the degree you had total where total knew what their boundaries were and never went outside those boundaries trying to oversing anything they knew where the fuck they was at and they performed where the fuck they was at tlc much the goddamn same thing t-boz never tried to sing like chili chili never tried to sing better than what the fuck she was and left eye just sang when she had to and she fucking you she fucking rapped like they knew what their limitations were and they did exceedingly well in those limitations they were top like top charting best of their you know best evers you know like they're goats up there so it's just like i don't understand why people try to go and up and above and beyond what their vocal capabilities are if you're a singer you go the only one i can think of that tries to go above and beyond what she can do and actually can sometimes do it is Lil mo sometimes you can tell she's trying too goddamn hard sometimes she hits them goddamn notes and you're like god damn this bitch can sing Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But uh, I don't know if you want to go on to the whole uh, Takashi thing now. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. All right, we'll so real quick. real quick, cause for real, for real, fuck this nigga, right? Basically. But and we are, and we said we're gonna try not to talk about this nigga too much yeah. on the show. But this is a not only that, but this is actually a good thing. This is a good thing that we're gonna say right now. Yes. As you guys know, Takashi and uh, Nicki Minaj's song Trolls was number one last week and i I say i say as you guys know because takashi could not stop telling the world that he was number one and and, the same thing with the barbs and Nicki minaj and everything like that yeah because he had had Nicki out here talking cash shit too yeah yeah on instagram live i think Mm -hmm. and and i just want to say one thing dog check the charts again (laughs) now this is week two Okay, and I, and I think I'll let you take this one because I think you'll articulate this a little better. So, Takashi Six Nine debuted song "Trolls" number one on the Billboard charts, and then the next week it was gone, nigga. <laughs> number Come one on. spot was gone. <laughs> hey, miles away, <laughs> miles away. <laughs> now, Billboard said that this was the fastest drop. For a song that debuted at number one ever. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. And again, that just adds to what we've been saying this whole time. That people don't care about his music. They're just here for the fucking circus. Yep, it's the spectacle of the the entire thing. And at the end of the day, the music is just like a fucking byproduct or like a very small part of it, I feel. I feel like um, that's why, if you've noticed... Every song he's releasing is coming with a music video. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like... 
you know, that's also another part of him, of him pushing a certain image, I guess. So, yeah, man, it's, it's fucking crazy, man. I'm so happy though that it went down, and, and I think if if I'm if I'm not mistaken, they're not sure how how low it's, it's dropped. But the previous uh, record holder was from one to sixteenth place or on the charts, mm-hmm. and I think the last time that they that they checked Takashi song was at thirty seven. Mm. Dog, that's insane. Mm. That's insane. And again, I feel like you have to. Um, you have to t- uh, you know, think about a lot of because you're not hearing these songs on the radio. Yeah. You know? So a lot, of, and and I feel like ever since the whole snitching thing, a lot of just the hip hop community in general, radio stations, blogs, they're just refusing to play Takashi. Yeah. And I think rightfully so because at the end of the day, he's kind of making joke out of all of this. Um. So I don't know, man. I just feel like this is just slowly but surely, his wave is gonna die down. Money's gonna dry up, and he's gonna have nothing else to say because he's already s- tried to say everything. He's already tried to go at everybody in the rap game, and I feel like that could only last for so long. No, I, you're you're completely right. Like once people are just tired of seeing what he's doing now that he's not acting like a gangster, they're gonna get real bored of it real fast because they I don't think they realize how annoying it was. They thought it was hilarious, but now there's now that there's definitely no teeth left in the great white shark that's floating around in the ocean. No one's going to give a fuck about it. They're gonna continue for like probably the next few months just to see what he does, you know, whenever he releases something and if he'll probably get a couple more videos that get to a million views, but they're gonna get less and less and less and he's gonna have you know, and he's not gonna start charting number one, he's not gonna chart in the top two hundred, you know, it's just it's gonna happen for him. I can definitely see it. So, and I, I hope that it happens. This is, like I told you before, this is what it looks like to watch Karma in action. Takashi69. And that's where you I'm gonna love it. You gotta love it. And you gotta think, right? And I'm not gonna speak no, you know, wild shit onto existence, but you gotta think that at some point they're probably gonna make a documentary on this and i just feel like it's gonna have a super wild ending i just feel like it can't end good for takashi yeah it's not I feel like it can't. because like i said at some point his money's gonna dry up at some point he's gonna have to leave the house and you're you're pretty much a dead man you know what i see i see two outcomes for him right i see either he's gonna get shot and he's gonna you know just be he's gonna be dead or like he's going to lose everything and everyone around him and he's going to like die in a back alley with a needle in his arm oh yeah yeah, yeah. that look and again I ain't gonna wish nothing on nobody, but I feel like that would be karma at his greatest for him to lose everybody around him because I feel like the whole snitching thing, right? Whether people want to acknowledge it or not, it's probably one of the more selfish things that you could do uh, because you're putting your fucking your family at risk. Yeah, you're putting your whole family, you're putting your daughter, your baby mama, your mom at risk, all just because you wanted to talk shit. Mm-hmm. Play gangster. You know what I mean? All right. Well, the last thing I wanted to bring up was what you brought up earlier about uh, this writer Jazzy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, Okay, so pretty much um, I was just going through, uh, you know, my, my timeline, and I seen that they pretty much said that an artist who wrote for, is it, what the, what the hell is this guy's name? Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus? Yeah, Billy Ray Cyrus. So he, she wrote Billy Ray Cyrus' um, verse for um, for Old Town Road remix, mm-hmm. and uh, her, her reference, you know, reference track lead, and shit like that. And, you know, I'm, I, I just... I just wanted to bring it up because I, I know I thought it was crazy. Like you got to think that she's probably caked the fuck up right now. You she's, know what I mean? She's got to off, of, off of off of a 
And she doesn't have to be in the public eye. She doesn't have to worry about fame and the bullshit that comes with fame. I would really hope that she's well, well, well taken care of if she wrote, you know, that that part. And obviously, I'm, I'm sure there's times in the, in the music industry where people get dicked and they might not have ownership to shit that they wrote or they might have signed shit over without even realizing it. And I just really hope that, like, because this, no, that song, whether you like it or not, is probably the biggest song of the decade. No, it's it's like, one of those. You? No, it, it really is. It's one of those songs that's up there with, what do we all fucking know? The Macarena. Like, it's like one yeah. of those songs that everybody fucking knows. Spanish people, my my mom heard that song. Everybody, I'm sure I'm sure your your folks probably yeah. knew about that. Oh yeah, no. Once it's once it's in with the kids, everybody got it. Like it's it's like it's like it's like it's like the fucking flu. Once the kids got it, everybody got it. Because you know you know they're gonna do it at Thanksgiving, and then the old people is gonna be looking at them doing that shit, and they're gonna know the song. Super Bowl. What about it? About what? Was there? Oh shit. That's right. There was a Super Bowl commercial about the goddamn Old Town Road song, or, or that had it in it, or some shit like that. Was it? I think so. It has something to do with the Super Bowl. I mean, it could have been. Oh, it was a. That's right. He had a Doritos commercial because he had product placement in one of his other videos. Good call. Good call. That's a smart motherfucker right there to have Doritos placement in your shit. Like this is like a huge fucking uh corporation shit what was it um it wasn't old town road but it was the the one that he did the remix with nas oh panini yeah panini no 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 not panini that was with uh the baby what was it rodeo the one that was originally with cardi b on the album but when uh-huh. he did the remix it was with, with actual nas in that video he's got at least like two product placements one's doritos and one's like some electronic device or something of some kind i think I, but i was right. just like all right you've got like all of your songs are going wild as fuck just because of who you are right now plus you got product placement in the, in the videos and all these videos are progressively getting more expensive the last jump this nigga's yeah. dressed up as a vampire running all around town doing all types of magical shit yeah. niggas, the niggas got money right now so like but i hope he oh, yeah, saves yeah, yeah. his money and, and does good with it i hope jazzy does good with her money because you don't know what's gonna happen especially like you said if they don't have the rights to their own music on the back end that could get a little slim later on down the road so take what you get now and don't just fucking waste it thinking that y'all niggas is rich rich i will say this i feel now i could be wrong but i feel like if you have a song like old town road like macarena like any of these really, really just globally known songs, mm-hmm. I feel like for the most part, you could probably live off the royal, royalty checks. Oh yeah, uh, for the rest of your life because they'll be played at every like, fucking like, situation. Like the niggas that did Jock Jams, what is that song that they always play a video at uh, football games from Jock Jams? No, I mean that's everybody plays that when they win something. <laughs> we are the champions. Um, <laughs> no, there's there's a yeah. song that they play in, in the, from the from the Jock Jam album that's like at every fucking basketball game, football game. And as soon as you hear it, you'll know what the fuck it is. But right now, none of us can think of what the fuck it is. But uh, but either way, yes, is it's, it the that's probably a terrible. Uh, no, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the dan and 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 hey, da, 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 da. no, it's not yeah. that song. It's not that, that song. One? It's something else. Uh, it's an actual song. Song like like hey is just that. They just do that. That that's all they oh, say. Okay. It's it's an actual song, but it's it was been in video games. It's been in all types of shit. Like uh, honestly, as soon as you hear, as soon as you hear it, you'll know it. But like if I, you know what? God damn it, we got chalk jams. God damn it. I, I mean, but how would you even go about looking that up? I'm I'm on fucking YouTube though, cause it's gonna be on there. That's what I'm saying. Like, what what would you look up in this case to fucking find that shit if you don't even know? 
a word of the song. You know what? I don't even know. Football what song. the fuck is this? <laughs> football song. That's what I'm about to do. Jock Jam's football song. They usually work. Come on. Why the ads? Just guess. Just get the premium, dog. God damn. Fuck all that. It's not that one. Nope, that's not it. And of course, that one's playing Hey, just like you're talking about. <laughs> God damn it, what is this song called? Alright, I'm looking up the album. Because this is going to bug the fuck out of me. I'm going to have to edit the shit out of this, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I really don't have any idea. Like, the only songs that come to mind is the one that we just talked about. That we are the <laughs> champion. What I thought it was. I was like, da 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yep. Possibility. Is it get ready for this? Yeah, that's it. That's that one. The get, y'all get ready for this. Everybody knows that goddamn song, and they always equate it to fucking sports because that's what it's in every fucking sports movie. If it's a teenage movie, it's in that shit. I'm pretty sure this shit is in fucking Bring It On. Is that shit like in Space Jam? I want to say it's in Space Jam. Yes, I'm pretty fucking sure it's in Space Jam. <laughs> so probably you know, Mighty Ducks. Sports movies, dog. <laughs> Every Disney sports movie, it's probably got it. <laughs> but no, yes, like, no, there's those songs that just hit that level in society where everyone knows what it is, no matter how old you are. It everyone has heard it, everyone's danced to it, everyone's vibe to it at least once. So I, yeah, definitely. Kind of like the, uh, Old Town Road. The um, the fucking um, that little oh yeah, yep, that guy. It was that was because of the commercial. No, I didn't even know. The, it's called the Vanga Bus. Did you know that that was actual song? Yes, it's called the Vanga Bus it? by the Vanga Boys. The Vanga Bus is coming and everybody's running. New York to San Francisco. Na, 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 na. Hold on, those Robert. are two guys singing that. No, it's it's like it's like three guys and two girls in the group. I think. <laughs> It's a group. It's like a European pop group. Oh, of course they're European and, and probably from like like fucking New Zealand or no, not New Zealand, uh, Norway or some shit. Probably, who knows? I got never cared to figure it out. They they had a couple of hits, but no, nah, yeah, that's uh they they definitely uh, got that from that song. That song was popular well before the commercial hit. The commercial made everybody know that beat. So if that song came on, like just became like everybody's like, "Oh shit, I know this hey, yo, whether I know the song or not." That must have been the most vicious placement for them niggas whoever wrote that song because you know dog that must have boosted their sales like like retardedly dog oh i'm sure and just to put a clap i mean i'm sure that helped out fucking uh, what you call it too the 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 theme park because everybody knew the songs so like, oh, oh yeah. yeah i gotta quit that that's gonna be fun yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a fact. All right, my nigga, but let's go ahead and uh, end this episode here before we go any further off the bandwagon. Uh, is there an album suggestion that you have for these people out here today, though? Yes, sir. I'm going to go back to 2006. Oh. Uh, R.P. the Great, Jay Dilla, Miss uh, Donuts album. You know, beat tape for real, for real, but um, I just feel like he's a vicious producer. If you're into that kind of, I guess, rap, if you will. Just a, a lot of vicious samples. If you're into samples, for one, and if you haven't heard of Jay Dilla, then you're fucking lunching. But definitely um, check out Donuts, uh, Jay Dilla, R.P.J. Yep. That's a great album, and he's a, he's one of the best producers in the game. Period, like hands down. So oh, yeah. yeah. All right, my joke sure. today is 
I went a little newer and I, I listened to Kamaya's new album and it's called Got It Made Rap. Now, I have never heard anything by Kamaya before. I've only heard of her referenced by other rappers. So she is a West Coast rapper. It's a little bit different style oh. than what we're, list, we're, we're listen, used to listening to, but she had a couple of bangers on there. So, like, definitely if you want to try something new, uh, I don't have it pulled up right now, and I'm not going to pull it up because we've already taken way too much time today. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, check out Kamaya's uh, album. Like, it does have a couple bangers. Again, weird little uh, sometimes West Coast beat choices. But, you know, overall, not a bad right. album. Like, I actually really, really enjoyed it. And I had I didn't really have any preconceived notions going into it because I just didn't know anything by her. So, but, yeah, check it out if you get a chance. It's called uh, Got It Made. I just want to say real quick before... Before we wrap it up, yeah. Especially in 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 this time in these times, I feel like Jay Dilla beats are like the perfect thing to put if you just want to cool back and yeah. chill out. Yeah. And I feel like his beats are just so. It's almost like real cool elevator music in a way. Yeah, and you're gonna get most of, of these. Are- you're gonna get most of these socially conscious rappers on them jumps anyway. Talib Kweli, Most Def, Common. Oh yeah, they're sure. all over Jay Dilla's yeah. music. So you have, even Erica Badu is on some of his stuff. So I mean, like. You're going to get some good music. Right. You're going to get some make you think music. So, oh, yeah, for sure. One for last sure. thing I did want to say before we did roll out is that I saw a little thing today. Lord Finesse, one of the, uh, one of the pillars of hip hop from DITC crew in New York. He said that he's basically, he came out with an album this year because he was uninspired by rappers that weren't saying anything in their music. And what, what what's, what's my, what's my, what's, what's one of my biggest things? Hold on, what? Can't hear you. <laughs> Niggas, a message. I Say something in your music, nigga. Shit. I have a problem with him saying that, though, because I feel like you can't say that there's no rappers that, like, that rappers don't have. He, a lot he's of not don't. saying that. He's not saying that. He's saying that the majority of rappers are not doing that. Now, I'm just going to hold my comments on that because I don't want to insult a legend. You know what I mean? But cloud chasing. Fuck it. I said it. You ain't Klaus chasing when you a legend, bro. Uh, you, sp- you, sp- you, you speak and shit is yeah. supposed to happen because you're a fucking legend. You're respected. <laughs> Bruh. Nah, nah. Bruh. Not, not. Okay. Bruh. Maybe, maybe, okay. maybe in a lot of cases, but when you try to step back into the, into, put it this way, dog. It don't matter if you're an OG. If you step into the middle of the street and niggas is just going 50 miles an hour, you're going to get hit, dog. So that's what I'm saying. I feel like. I don't know, though. I feel like if that's his reasoning for coming back, then it's cop chasing him, dog. Because I feel like there's actually a lot of rappers that if, pardon me, if O'Heads would actually listen to what they're trying to say, then I feel like they wouldn't have the opinions that they have on today's rap. Because I feel like while there is a lot of bullshit rap out there, I feel like it might it might not even be 50% of all rap music right now that doesn't say anything. I, I, I don't think so. But that's another conversation to have on another day because we're already running. <laughs> Let's remember to have this conversation. Though. Yes, sir. You know, I'll remember because I'm going to come back and edit it and find out about it and write it down. Hey! <laughs> all right. Well, y'all know y'all can find us for your listening pleasure on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Speaker, Stretcher, Spotify, and probably somewhere else out there on the internet. I don't even know. You can find us on Instagram hey. and Twitter at HQ Podcast and yes it is all spelled out spell it out I'm tired of telling you and you can also find us on Facebook by going to Facebook and searching out Hip Hop Heads Podcast and for my nigga with Chris Ben Bass to everybody around the world we love you all keep your hands clean keep your ass clean be safe take care peace peace